Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Well, it's not an upbeat one today. It's a 3-1 defeat at Brentford. A fully deserved defeat, to be quite honest. And to help me join through it, talk me through it, can't speak now, is Ben Morley. Hi, Ben. How are you doing? Hi, not too bad, thanks. How are you doing? I've been better. Been better. <laughs> I'm sure we're all Yeah. I've also been joined by Matt Williamson. How are you doing, Matt? Hi. Yeah, I mean downbeat probably <laughs> it is isn't it it's a bit like that with the whole situation and um, one thing i also want to say before we start this we will soon be moving away from soundcloud so if you are listening to us on the soundcloud app online however you do it we will not be available on that uh, option so you will have to move on to say apple spotify there's Podbean. there's plenty of options out there but to listen to our podcast but now let's get back into today i know we don't really want to but we i feel like we should <laughs> we made two changes to the starting lineup today matt we saw estevez come into the team and bulldog what were your thoughts on that and the formation that we started with yeah i mean it was an interesting one i saw uh i think jordan on twitter he was calling for estevez to start on that left side and there was actually some quite nice link-up play with um, Estevez and Ajaria throughout most of the match. It worked pretty well. Um, and Baldock was a surprise omission from midweek. So no real um, uh, surprise that he came back into the side. Um, but the way that they set up was different. Um, obviously, we're used to seeing the 4-2-3-1, and it was a bit more of a a 4-3-3 or 4-4-2 diamond, depending on how you want to uh, see it. Uh, except that we didn't really play like that for the rest of the match after going 3-0 down. Um, so it's a, a bit of a hard one to properly critique. Yeah, it was a bit strange, wasn't it, Ben? Oh, I couldn't quite... Was, uh, Panovic sometimes has these very, very unusual decisions. Sometimes they're masterstrokes. Let's not get that wrong. But today it just did not work at all, did it? Yeah, his judgment is uh, is a bit confusing sometimes. I, th I think it says a lot as well, like the lack of changes we made. I, I don't know whether he was the only person in the world thinking we could get something out of that game with, with 20 minutes left. And uh, mm. that could be an opportunity to rest some people. But yeah, um, I think a few occasions, question marks. Yeah, it could have easily brought on Melvitt Lambert there, couldn't he, at the end there, Ben? Because, I mean, Bulldog, I thought he did okay today. I'm sure there'll be people listening to this straight away, hearing the name Bulldog, going, no, that cannot be correct, <laughs> straight away. But I thought he was okay. And Melvin Lambert, get him on. Give him 20 minutes. He's got nothing to lose in that time, has he? Definitely, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I can take it, <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of in two worlds about Bulldog. I think he tries. I think he does work hard. Um, but he's probably one of the higher paid members of the squad. And is he doing anything other than being a squad player? I mean, you could argue he's a fourth choice striker. I mean, he played, he played 90 minutes. He didn't even get a shot away. And, and I don't know if it's, it feels to me like he's almost one of the players that kind of suffer where the game just kind of moves beyond him a bit. And he doesn't seem to fit in our system. And I don't know, um, maybe he would be more successful in a lower league at this stage of his career. I, I'm, I'm not sure with him. So, yeah, you know, maybe in a two, but I think you might be right. It just yeah. seems a little bit ahead of him, doesn't mm -hmm. it, Matt, at the moment? It's not a kind of lack of effort. That's one thing you can't accuse him of, but kind of just a little bit off the pace, isn't he? Yeah, I think that you do have to take into consideration that he hasn't had much football and then trying to throw him straight in is always going to end badly, really. But Reading often 
have a team where you don't necessarily need for the striker to get involved, or at least hypothetically, we have the midfield that should be able to do the job and then have a striker that just gets on the end of things. And that's where Bulldog could be useful, but it hasn't really been playing out like that. And as Ben says, if you take into account the financial situation and his status in the squad, it, it is hard to justify his position here, but it's also the reason why it's hard to get rid of him. Um, we just don't have the offers there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I can't see him moving anytime soon. We had a kind of tepid first 10 minutes or so. Unfortunately, on the 11th minute, it all turned a little bit nasty for A, the defense who just completely broke down, and also Raphael and Girl Ben. Um, what was going on there? Yeah, hard to say. I mean, it, it, it was a good run followed by a decent shot. Um, very savable, certainly, and, and will be saved most of the time. Uh, kind of hard to, to point a finger at anyone in particular. You can kind of argue mix up between Rhino and uh, and Bulldog there, not not tracking their man, but certainly wasn't pretty to watch either at the time or any of the replays. Yeah, it was oh, defensively, we looked a bit of a mess in that first 30 minutes though, didn't we, Matt? Yeah, yeah. Um, as Ben says, the tracking of Jensen on the, or Jensen, on that first goal, um, Raphael not making the save. Um, and then two goals that can largely be put down to the fact that Reading defenders allowed Mbuemo to come onto his left foot, which is exactly what you don't want to do. Yeah, Estevez showing his kind of naivety there at defending, I felt, Ben. is kind of, everybody knows about that possibility and it could happen. I think even on a podcast that I was on the other day, a Brentford one, they talked about him scoring that exact goal. <laughs> it's not an unknown fact. Um, that's a slight frustration for me looking at that. Yeah, I mean, when I saw Estevez playing left back, I thought, you know, all right, we haven't got that that natural overlap down the left wing where where um, Ajaria steps in. But the plus side is defensively, and Bueno is going to look to cut inside every single opportunity, and you're now cutting inside to Estevez's stronger right foot. So maybe that's going to play defensively. I know defensively is not his strength. He's he's really thought of as an attacking fullback, but. Uh, it was far too easy for the second goal, and yeah, uh, and then it wasn't him in the in the case of the third goal, but another turn and a good left-footed finish. Yeah, talk us through that third goal, Matt, because that was another horror show, really, wasn't it? Well, yeah, I think that Estevez for the second goal does get um, cut inside, but for the third goal, it is almost exactly the same thing with Liam Moore. He kind of runs. I'm not sure he realizes that Estevez is kind of covering the turn, and. Um, Embuemo just cuts back onto his stronger foot and fires it home. It really is like it's in a different position of the pitch, but the errors are exactly the same. Yeah, I, I kind of, I think the team was just slightly in shock from that first goal. They just weren't ready for it. And when we concede that first goal with the tiring squad that we've got, and we've got, you look at the options on the sub, and we talk about bringing on Melvin Lambert with 20 minutes to go, but there's no real quality there at all, is there? There's no backup. And maybe the fatigue, maybe mentally they possibly were feeling it after the strains of the last week there, Ben, just not performing at the right level. Yeah, possibly. We, we, look, we look tired. Um, we did come out at the start of the second half with a bit more energy and, and started a little bit better, which seems to be a theme in recent games. We, we're able to start one half well, either the first half or the second half, and never both. Um, but the game was already dead at that point. So I think, I think Brentford had their foot off the gas completely. Um, 
could we have made some subs? Probably freshen it up and, and bring on some of the guys and give them a chance. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to know what it was. Did we improve slightly in the second half? I think maybe we did. We looked a bit more organised in some ways. Defensively, Brentford definitely had golden opportunities to score more goals. But do we take any positives out of that game, Matt, at all? I think it is difficult. Um, there isn't anywhere on the pitch that I would have said that we look better than we have done in previous matches. Mm. Maybe Estevez and Ajaria down the left could be something to build on going forward. Um, although even there, there were issues. Obviously, Estevez not having a left foot is going to cause you problems when you get into positions at the attacking end of the field. Um, Shoni Aluko actually managing to score again, getting a header. Yeah, uh, maybe... I was going to say, Matt, on a very strange day for the United Kingdom, we all were alive to see Sonny Aluko <laughs> yeah. score with a header. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it was a completely free header, which does help, but maybe. <laughs> Maybe there's something that can be done there because that's the trying to find positive. That's the exact sort of thing that I think Porno, Porno, Pauno wants. Uh, hang on, hang on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's exactly what he wants um, Samedo to be doing is kind of getting in the box and getting on the end of crosses. Presumably that's why he wants him there because I can't <clears throat> see many other reasons. Um, but if we've got a Luca that can do that and offer more in the build-up, then that's got to be a positive, right? Yeah, I think so. I think that's fair, Ben, don't you? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, great. I think I agree. There's, there's a f- very few positives to take and absolutely, Luca having an impact. That was my, my question at halftime. People were calling for subs and I said, well, who's a game-changer on the bench? And Potentially, Luca was there. You know, that, yeah. That's a good thing. Um, otherwise, positives, all I can really see. I mean, on the ball, Laurent was, was good, some good runs, some kind of Nice interplay and another assist for Elise, Elise but um, that's about it, really. It's it is, isn't it? I was a little bit concerned at halftime that we were going to take the spotlight off uh, Liverpool with their 7-0. So we didn't do that. One thing is we didn't completely collapse. Um, 3-1, it's not great. No Redden fan's going to say that's a good situation to be in. But we could have collapsed easily there, Matt, couldn't we? could have been a horrible scoreline. Yeah, and we've seen us do that before even when we're pushing towards the promotion places that 7-1 loss at Norwich uh, keeps getting brought up because of midweek and I was somewhat expecting something similar but I think in this team we do have a defensive resilience but what keeps getting punished is our mistakes Um, whether we can cut those mistakes out or whether opposition teams aren't going to be as good at punishing them I think we will improve Um, When you look at the number of shots that Brentford actually had in that first half, Mm. they scored with every shot on target and and Reading didn't. That was was the difference. And that's basically the difference in the whole game. Uh, Norwich uh, scored from a defensive mistake from Rinomota and then a penalty. And you go back um, through the games this season and that's just happened time after time. So I think our luck does have to change at some point, but it would be nice if we could cut out the individual mistakes as well yeah it's making the game so much harder for ourselves isn't it uh, kind of we can't be in that position every single match we haven't got the ability in the team currently fit even when they're fit it makes it a lot harder ironically we've actually ended the match with more shots on target than Brentford now this is a complete reverse of the start of the season it Ben when we were having one shot on target 
Yeah, especially with Brentford scoring all, all three of their first half shots, it was uh, a complete. It's, it's interesting to see how it feels from, from the other point of view. Yeah, I'm getting used to it, sadly. <laughs> That's the problem. Our third defeat in four. And we're now down to eighth, Matt. I mean, we are also only three points off third position. It's still a fantastic start, I think. Yeah, absolutely. It's far better than any of us, I think, thought. Um, we come up against Luton next, um, which is hopefully an easier game. Uh, they did draw with Bournemouth today, I think, and they... They, they're definitely a better Luton side than they were last season. With Nathan Jones at the helm, I thought that this was the kind of Luton that we'd see. Um, and we finally are seeing that. Um, but it's also the kind of game where, like QPR, I think we can kind of reset and hopefully we can uh, get a, a result there. Even if it's not a win um, with the injuries that we have, I think just picking up anything would be good. Yeah, I think we've got to get at least a point against Luton, haven't we, really, Ben? I mean, that would be, it'd feel a bit miserable. We're in a really bad run then, aren't we? Yeah, I think that's the concern is what happens if, it, if it's a, a bad performance and a bad loss. I mean, maybe you can excuse a, a, a draw or a, a narrow loss given the injuries. But yeah, I, I think it, it has a risk to really turn into a negative run. And then it's a case of stopping the rot and, you know putting a lot of, uh, a lot of hope on, on January and, and what can happen there. So keen to avoid that if possible. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking when we go into that window, when you look at our squad, I mean, ideally we'd like a backup striker for Lucas Jow, but I mean, we can't buy any more strikers. Surely, Matt. I mean, we've got so many of them. I mean, we're not going to offload any as well, are we? No, that's, I think that's the problem. If, if you could sell Bulldog, you could probably justify bringing someone else in. Um, Maybe we can try and find a loan deal, um, especially if uh, Puskas is out for any kind of period of time, which he does seem to be. Um, but even then, with Zhao and Meite coming back, you would hope that we could kind of correct that end of the pitch. I'd, personally, I'd like to see a left winger come in. Um, I think that Meite is almost undroppable at right wing. Uh, Zhao is obviously going to play striker. But we do lack the width that a proper winger would give us. So maybe there's something that can be done there. Um, it's just, it, it, it's difficult with our financial situation and everything going on at the minute. Uh, Brexit will have happened, which means that it will be more difficult to actually bring players in. Um, but hopefully our scouting network has started to look at the lower leagues. It does look like um, the fella from Motherwell. That, that's, that's the kind of deal that I think we need to, to look at doing. Yeah, I'm happy to try anyone from a different low league. Um, can't SPL lower league, but you know what I mean. A bit of a risk. Wow, that was a damning comment on it, wasn't it? Sorry about that. Or uh, one Scottish listener. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just seen some slightly positive news that John Swift will be back for Boxing Day. We kind of knew that already. But the bigger news is that Lucas Jow is looking like he could be back as well. So that would be a big plus, wouldn't it, Ben? Absolutely. Two, two key players, even though a lot of our, our good run has come without Swift, I, I still believe he's a huge part of our team going forward and uh, of our recent success in recent years. Well, lack of success, but the, the flashes of success Swift has been heavily involved in. <laughs> the, the 30 minutes of success. <laughs> it's, kind of, yeah. it's getting smaller and smaller and diminishing, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of want to be slightly upbeat on this really difficult day for lots of people in the world of COVID in the UK, especially. 
It is really tough with the announcement there from the uh, Prime Minister today. And if you are struggling with this, please do contact me with a DM or anyone within the EPR team. We're always open for a chat. It's a really hard time. It's never easy for anyone at the moment. There's no kind of value on what your situation is. Everyone is going through the same struggle. So just reach out to me. I'm always ready for a chat. But let's get back onto the game against Luton, Matt. What's going to happen? Are we going to get back on that winning track? I hope so. Um, I imagine uh, John Swift won't start, but even having John Swift off the bench is exactly the kind of thing we've been missing. Um, so if, if Lucas Zhao can play a part, that's obviously positive as well. Um, I, I'd like to think that we can beat Luton, um, but I'm sure that... I'll have egg on my face, as I did last year when I said that Legion were going to be good and they've been terrible. I'm now saying that they're not going to be good, so they'll probably be excellent. That's the joy of putting things in the social media or podcast world, Matt, isn't it? <laughs> it's there to be shouted down. What are you going to say then, Ben? Are you going to go for a win or a bit more misery? Are you going to be... Uh, <laughs> in, in a day of bad news, I'll go for some blind optimism and say a comfortable Reading win. How about that? Yeah, why not? So I'm going to go for a 2-1 win. Lucas Jow off the bench, overhead kick, pulls his hamstring. So um, on that note, I want to say, everyone, hope you have a happy Christmas. We'll be back after that, unless we might sneak in one extra podcast. We'll see if I can get that sorted. So thanks a lot for listening. Cheers.